Good, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you happen to be, and welcome to the Groovy Podcast. Uh, my name is Ken Cousin, podcasting from Marlboro, Connecticut, and as always, I am joined by... Baruch Salogurski, podcasting from Sunnyvale, California. It looks like we actually got something vaguely resembling spring after all this time. It uh, looked like we had gone directly from winter to summer, uh, but today we actually have a nice day out. How about you? This is great. Now, for us, it's all California, so yeah, yeah, no right. complaints. No yeah. complaints. Hardly fair to even bring that up for somebody out where you are. Uh, yeah, we've had a, just a monstrous winter, and, and then suddenly it went into the 90s, you know, and wow. now it's a, now it's actually a decent day out so it's it's about time uh, of course i was uh, last week i last week might have been the week before i was actually in india in bangalore for the for gids that great indian developer summit yes have you been to that before no i i actually never been to india at all seriously there's somewhere in the world i've been that you have not i guess there are more places for example uh, uh, Marlboro, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, well, that one don't you know? Don't go out of your way. You're not missing a lot. Although you are, of course, welcome if you ever wind up in the Hartford area. You know, the good old insurance capital of the world, as they say. Um, no, I. Uh, it's a huge conference there. It's like five thousand people. You know, five thousand attendees, and it's big among the no fluff, just stuff speakers. I mean, there must have been about seven or eight current or former no fluff speakers at this conference it's just a lot of hours in the plane getting to bangalore so it was really yeah. nice to visit everybody out there um i actually gave a groovy talk as well which was nice that's uh glad that they scheduled that at a, at a groovy one and a gradle one i don't recall any grails talks at the moment but it's primarily a java conference you know so not a big surprise okay so uh should we dive in or do you want to Say where you're off to next. Oh, you're going to um, DevOps, right, or not? No, I'm. Uh, we have uh, our own user conference, Jeffrey user conference, the Swamp right. Up uh, next week. Right. Yeah, your Swamp Up is next week, right? Okay. Well, we'll yes. talk about that later. Then I may give you a chance to push that if you like. Yeah, and speaking about conferences, I'm just going to add it to our show notes. Um, going a little bit meta, um, in the beginning of Jul uh, Jul June, I think June the 5th and the 6th, there will be a um, developer experience conference, DevXCon, in San Francisco, in which um, I will talk about using podcasts for developer relations, and uh, it will feature um, Groovy Podcast as, as well. So, yeah, I will mention that and expect... Uh, doubling the audience from like four to to eight you sure you this? want to use this one as an example i mean you know the well i mean there, there's issues there but okay yeah yeah so i will i will use three examples i will use our um russian um, it podcast uh, which is uh, unbelievably popular we have around twelve thousand downloads every episode wow. that's i have no idea how what what happened and how it got there um and um, i will use the groovy podcast as um, you know an example of what you can do uh, in in a very low production effort and still get those four listeners every week 
and uh, and uh, I will talk about the DevRel radio, just going meta and 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 speaking about developer relations podcast in a developer relations conference. Well, that that old saying about from Hollywood, you know, from William Goldman who wrote The Princess Bride and everything. He always says nobody knows anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, sure, we'll be the opposite of the popular podcast. I can I can deal uh, with that. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm not sure which which one is less listeners, the Groovy Podcast or the Devrel Radio. Uh, I would put the money on us, but we'll see how it goes. Um, it, as long as we're talking about conferences, by the way, of course, the thing that's coming up that that everybody's looking forward to is Great Conf in Copenhagen. You know, yes, the Great Conf. The, their, it's the anniversary. Their anniversary. Yes. Yeah, so that looks very exciting. That looks like a lot of fun. I will not be there. Will you be? You'll be at that one though, right? Um, no, I unfortunately will be in Vox Day Singapore on, on those days. So. Oh, okay. So we're gonna have to have somebody from Great Conf re report on that for us. We'll have to yes. see who we can interview. Um, I expect. Uh, well, I don't want to make any assumptions until I look at the speaker list, but I'm sure we can grab somebody who will attend it and, and let us know. We still want to make sure that we get Paul King on the podcast at some point, and it's it's so hard when he's basically on the other side of the planet. But if he's in Copenhagen, I mean, I know he's going to be, I think he's going to be in Minneapolis for Great Conf US, but if he's going to be in Copenhagen, maybe we can grab him, you know, because we have a lot yeah, of we, about the future groovy that he's probably the best exactly. person to answer. Yeah. yeah no we, we we have to we have to record uh, his answer to uh, the topics that we discussed with uh, with uh, Guillaume and and Cedric at uh, DevOps friends mm. and I think we all agreed that he will be the right person to answer some of the concerns that were raised raised there so that's coming soon we'll get that taken care of uh, if not um, if not before we'll get it taken care of that's that's the uh, the dates on that um, I've got it on the show notes here. June first. No, I May, yeah, May thirtieth and June first. Right, May thirtieth, thirty first, and June first, I believe. So in Copenhagen. Uh, excellent. Now um, let's dive into news, if you don't mind. Yes, let's do that. So in terms of stable versions of the latest releases, Ruby two point four point five seems to be the latest stable version, uh, but two point five. 0.0 release candidate two came out either yesterday or the day before mm -hmm. and and with the release even paul himself mentioned that the final version is is on the way so this is it's not like there's going to be a whole series of release candidates i get the feeling they're just you know putting it through its paces checking the bugs and everything and and it'll be out uh very very soon uh, of course, the biggest feature, we'll talk about it when it's released, but the biggest new feature, from what I understand, from 2.5 will be the addition of the macro methods. Yep, uh, we, yep. we, yeah, we, I talked a little bit about that in the, uh, the article that I put together for Java Magazine. Um, of course, everything I said was based on the work from... Uh, uh, Sergey Sergey Yegorov. Yep. Yegorov yes. yep. uh, he's the one who did really all the effort on that. Uh, uh, other members of the Groovy team too, but he he led that effort. And I, if I got anything right in the article, it's because of of him and and the release notes, you know. Uh, but the basic idea, for those who are not aware, is that macro methods make it easier to write 
AST transforms because you can write a method as though it was regular Groovy and put annotations on it, and then that will transform it into the appropriate builder code for the AST transform itself. So it makes the process of creating an AST transform much less tedious, much more uh, easy or efficient. Uh, so as such, it's not a huge change for developers' lives in general, but it will make people who focus on ASD transforms pretty happy, I would think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um, this is something that um, I think uh, Sergey wrote uh, two years ago, three years ago, many mm -hmm. long time ago. And uh, it was released first as a library uh, with uh, right. extension methods that you could use. And then it was... Um, uh, incorporated to be released with uh, Groovy 2.5 for for a very very long time for now. Yeah, we had him as a guest on the podcast a while ago talking about that, and it's good to see that finally come into fruition. Uh, yes, I think 2.5 may also use the new Parrot parser. Yes, yes, that's what what I that what I know as well. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know whether that means I don't think it'll have the Java eight syntax support yet. I I think that's for three, but it will yeah, have so the new I, parent parser in yep. there. I think the the idea is that you can use a two point five with Java seven and eight, I think, and three only with Java Java eight and higher. Right. See three which by the way three is now alpha two. So that's yes. coming. That's the one that's going to require Java 8 and support all the Java 8 syntax. And then the 2.6 was for the people who want the Java 8 support but are still stuck on Java 7. So that's kind of a hybrid. That one's at Alpha 3 right now. I don't expect that one. I don't think anybody expects that one to be in the marketplace for a great length of time. Um, my sense, by the way, is, of course, the Java community is moving on to 8, 9, 10 anyway. Uh, so hopefully three will be out before what's it the latest I heard was just before the end of the year It's been very vague as to the actual release date on that Yeah, and then going back to the discussion I had with with Guillaume and Sandrik about the resources that uh, we, we, we as a community have to to work on on groovy language yeah, the, the big issue there, again, for those people who may have missed a podcast, right, is that uh, when you run Gradle on um, Java 9 or 10, then you get these ugly warnings about illegal reflective access. And it's all coming from the Groovy jar file. So it's now the, the illegal quote reflective access is there because of the modularization system and, and Groovy is doing reflection in order to cache a lot of things to help performance. So all the changes they've done to improve performance have this downside of requiring them to use reflection in a way that the JVM is no longer happy about. Now, Gradle still works just fine. I've been using it under Java 10 now for, well, I mean, pretty much since it came out in March. So I've been using it pretty heavily and haven't had any problems. But those warnings are scary, and they, they make people worried. And, and the hope is that something will be done in the Groovy community to eventually remove those, because eventually the warnings will become errors. You know, you won't be able to do it anymore. Exactly. And when we talk exactly. to well, when you talk to Cedric and and Guillaume, uh, the answers were still very much in the well. We're thinking about it phase and haven't made any decisions yet. But it sounds like Paul King would be the definitive person to answer those questions. Yeah, and and more so the answers not only where we're thinking about it, the the answers were we don't really know 
what to do, mm. we have a bad solution that will hurt performance badly. We know how to do that. And eventually, if no one will come with a better solution and also with the resources to implement the better solution, we are going to for 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 this default, which is going to uh, which is going to hurt the performance of of Groovy runtime badly. So we'll see how that plays out because there's a lot of uncertainty there. I got the feeling that neither of them were directly involved in these decisions in an active way. I mean, of course, Guillaume mm -hmm. is involved, but uh, Guillaume, you know, is very heavily invested in Google right now, and Google I/O is this week too. So I'm yes. sure he's just very busy with that stuff. And of course, Cedric works for Gradle, and Gradle is uh, working very hard on their new versions plus their Kotlin DSL, you know, um, which isn't out yet, not in 1.0, will probably be out, I don't know, I'm guessing. I'm just blindly guessing we have at least another quarter before that comes out. So probably third quarter before that's really usable. And then we'll have to see what that does to the, the groovy ecosystem, if anything. Now, yes. on the plus yes. side, by the way, sorry, uh, just to mention, on the plus side, uh, Guillaume LaForge did post a tweet uh, just the other day, yesterday, day before, uh, saying statistics-wise, there were 19 million downloads of Groovy in the first quarter of this year, which is over twice as many as the same time period a year ago. This always takes people by surprise because uh, who was it that referred to Groovy as a market-free language? You know, it's like there's no marketing. You know, who said that? I forget. Uh, you you speak a lot about the the problem of perception, and this goes exactly that. And mm -hmm. and we have more more news even on on today's discussion, which prove your your point, right? So, for example, uh, the the article about the state of Java. Mm. In 2018, that's another that's another very very interesting article that shows Groovy as being the most popular JVM language after um, after Java, and the next sentence after this very very convincing infographics speaks about how Kotlin is the big winner of the year when it clearly not even close. So. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's that's the perception problem that that we have, and um, I guess it's not going away. Well, and I got a comment by the way on I have to make a comment on that particular survey. The survey is linked in the show notes. It was called State of Java 2018. The it's not exactly a person who runs it. It's more of a company kind of thing. The they go under the I don't even know how to pronounce it. Beldung or whatever. B a e l d u n g. And that group, um, I mean, what do they do? They post tips and tricks on Java and Spring. They spent a lot of time talking about new features in Spring and how to use them. So they ran this survey, and as part of the survey, they decided to throw in a few questions about alternative languages. And of course, as we saw, Groovy wound up uh, ahead of all of them on that. Uh, I remember Ryan Vanderwerf, uh, retweeted that survey, was trying to get more people. And, and they did mention something about getting several thousand people filling out the survey so that you think there's some validity to the numbers. The thing that was weird, though, is that this adoption of Spring was enormous, especially Spring 5 was huge. And 
some people seem to be surprised by it. I even saw a retweet by Rod Johnson himself, you know, the creator of this, the original creator of the Spring Framework, saying, wow, you know, this is surprisingly large. But of course it's large. It, it was coming from a group that, that markets Spring, you know, that markets training classes and tips in Spring. It's such a self-selective, skewed audience, you know? If it, it wasn't is, it huge is. in Spring, then they're not doing a good job. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the internet survey of how many people use the internet. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a highly skewed uh, audience. Now, that said, the fact that Java was uh, very heavily adopted in version 8, again, was not a big surprise, and people hadn't really moved to 9 or 10 much. But the other thing that having a high spring adoption will do to your audience is it's going to skew things in favor of Maven. You notice that Maven was somewhere in the 70s of percentages, and, and Gradle was only down in the 20s, and he was commenting on this like it was significant. Well, you and I know that there's a couple people on the spring boot team. I don't remember the actual names, but there's a couple people who just yep. loathe Gradle, you know? And and that just love, yeah, and love Maven, yep. Yeah, and therefore, if you go to the Spring Starter, if you go to start.spring.io and you create a new Spring Boot project, the dropdown defaults to Maven, you know? Every other thing they have in there is alphabetical, but not that one, that drops, that default, uh, well, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that, but they definitely try to push you toward Maven for spring. So again, a spring heavy, heavy audience is certainly going to skew toward uh, Maven. Now I haven't seen anything from the Gradle people about that, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, now, no, and, and generally it's it's actually the same with with Kotlin as well. So um, spring team members, uh, they, they, they being uh, pretty passionate advocates of Kotlin recently, um, and uh, they do um, look at Josh Long, for example, who is uh, who is very very passionate about Kotlin, and and others, and uh, they do a lot of work of integration. It took them uh, what like ten years to come up with uh, with a Groovy DSL for Bins configuration, and even then they just copied what they what Grails uh, has, um, but it took them half a year to come with uh, with the Kotlin one, uh, which looks and feels exactly like like groovy but uh, might maybe a little bit more powerful um so so they they are very passionate about kotlin and this is one of the results again one of the one of the reasons why uh, why they see the high numbers in uh, in this survey now there was one interesting thing i did find in that survey and that was the ide adoption because they showed that intellij actually extended these days by a substantial margin. They actually said it grew from 45.8 up to 55.4 among their skewed audience, uh, and that Eclipse had dropped down to about 38%. And the reason I find that significant, of course, is that the Spring people have Spring Tool Suite, which is an Eclipse-based tool. So if you really are seeing that much adoption of IntelliJ, it must be at least that or larger. You know, uh, so that is uh, that does seem to be something I would I would put significance in. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean that's true for for all of that. We can we can take all the, I would say all the all the winners and 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 separate them, um, thanks to their screwed uh, audience or despite that, <laughs> right? So um, it's it's true for for Maven, right? So despite the um, spring boot uh, defaults to maven gradle has a nice number in there and despite all the publicity that 
uh, Kotlin gets from Spring Team Groovy still first, right? So, so, and and we can only think that probably in general population of developers, then the the gap is even even bigger. Well, and I don't want to come across as resentful or anything. This is just fact of life in our community, and and we're we're basically used to it by now. But there are some things to be learned, and and as you saw, you know, there's some good statistics there. Now, back on the the Groovy ecosystem. The Grails people have released 3.3.5 now. So it's again, it's an incremental update. Uh, nothing dramatic yet. I'm not sure when 3.4 will be coming out still. So Grails at this point is looking pretty stable at the moment. Is that the sense you get also? Yes, and, and that's interesting because um, we both know that there are a lot of people who are actually working on Grails code base mm. in OCI. Right, so it's a, it's a very large team. Some of them are obviously consultants that you know take care of OCI's profits directly, but there are also a lot of people who contribute to Grail's code base, and uh, um, so so it's definitely not a stagnation. That's what I'm saying. Well, and and while we're jumping around, uh, of course, one of the things that happens with uh, Grails is that OCI is supporting the development of both those getting started guides as well as training. Uh, some of those training classes are free, as a matter of fact. So I did add them under the conference section. I just didn't have another section to add them. Uh, there's a nice intro to Grail security that uh, our good friend Sergio Delamo will be running a two-day online workshop at OCI. I think I don't think that one's free. Actually, it might be like fifty dollars. I mean, it's a not minimal cost if you could do it. I really kind of wish I could take that. I'm just unfortunately I'm not free those days, and I think it's. Um, May, I got to put the dates in there, but I think it's 17 and 18, something like that. Uh, I'm checking the link right now. Uh, but, you know, one of the biggest, the, yeah, it's May 17th and 18th, and it's online uh, on that. And, oh, it's $100. So just checking. But there's that. It's, it's two half days. It's three hours each day. And, of course, I believe even after all these years, Spring Security is still the number one most used plugin in the Grails ecosystem, uh, which for, for good reasons. I mean, it's an enterprise quality plugin. And this would be a great way to get up to speed on the uh, details of that plugin, everything with a authentication, authorization, testing, LDAP security, REST, all that stuff all built in there. Yep. They also, OCI is also doing, by the way, since we mentioned Groovy, they're also having Paul King himself do an online Groovy 2.5 update. And I mean, they wouldn't be having that update going on if 2.5 wasn't about to be released. And I, I think the update is on the a week later, like the 25th. And uh, I think that would give us pretty good evidence that Grails, or Groovy 2.5 will be released by then. Yeah, and this is uh, this is just like I, I think that's just a free webinar uh, mm, yeah. that all 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 of us and all of you, our four listeners, should definitely attend. Speaking of the Grails guides, the the latest ones, and I say latest in a rather broad sense. We we don't tend to deliver our podcast as frequently as we'd like to, but some of the ones that have been released since our last podcast is they now have a demonstration of of using OAuth in Twitter with Grails 3 and Spring Security REST. Uh, there's one on 
doing a logical delete in GORM. Logical delete meaning you don't actually delete something, you just mark something as deleted, so it provides an audit trail and all that. Uh, there's a monitoring tool called Java Melody. I've heard of it, I've never actually used it. They've got a start, getting started guy with that. And then of course, the one that I expect to be very popular, uh, Zach Klein, you know, our good friend Zach, has put together a, a getting started guide on using Vue.js with Grails. So he tends to do a lot of their front end work. I know he's put together guides on Angular and on React, and this is to commit, you know, the, to fulfill the trio there, uh, the view one that's become very popular in the, in the past uh, time frame, whatever it is. It's been growing rather rapidly. Yep. Okay, so that's the uh, Grail stuff. Anything else Grails related that you're aware of, or we're good on uh, that? No, not, not that I that There are good stuff other good stuff on the on the news items so for example the one that i kind of very very like is the pico cli oh, um, yeah. which is a library for command line and and it has been challenged um i think for for many years uh, good uh, good cli library there are some options one of them uh, i think written by koski kawagachi the creator of jenkins uh, very long time ago the other is uh, apache common cli which is just horrible uh, so so and and pico cli is is a sane i would say is a sane um, library and uh, um, groovy groovy support there is really um, really exciting and nice yeah i mean groovy's got a cli builder which is at least yeah. decent and this one goes well beyond that and there's a nice yeah. little yes. Uh, what is uh, CLI builder is is pretty basic. So uh, having yeah. having a full library actually helps. Yeah, the title of the blog post says "Groovy Scripts on Steroids," you know, and they talk about ANSI colors and styles and mo very important tab auto completion, uh, type conversions, parser tracing, all kinds of stuff. And the examples actually use at graphs. So you don't even have to install much ahead of time, and it looks very impressive. I I haven't used command line stuff for that for a long time but if i was going to i'd definitely take a look at that yeah, but, but occasionally we write scripts with groovy because this is yeah. groovy is just great for that and and having the ability to add the cli controls this is just helpful yeah so definitely take a look at that if you have any notion of using anything cli related uh let's see Keegan Witt announced the release of 1.6.1 of GMaven Plus. So there's still, for people who want to use Groovy with Maven, uh, there's a tool for that. I looked through the release notes. There wasn't any, everything was still backward compatible. There were no breaking changes or anything like that. So I'd say that's probably a very stable product. And they're just adding new features at this point. So that so really from from what I understand, GMaven is used twofold. First of all, um, it includes the plugin for Maven, file mm. and run Groovy, and the other is it supports the ability to write POMXMLs in 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 Groovy. Okay. Okay. And so Groovy DSL. Which you just don't see very much of in the Maven community, but it's good that they have the support for that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think um, another option uh, to 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 achieve the same is using the Polyglot Maven extension mm. uh, from uh, the company that Jason Van Ziel, the original author of Maven, um, runs now. Um, I try to recall the name. 
Takiri. Takiri is the name of the company. Uh, they have a bunch of extensions for Maven, and Polyglot Maven is one of them. So it includes the ability to write POMXMLs in various scripting languages, in um, and DSLs for various languages, including Groovy. But Gmaven did that um, way before, and I think it still works. I, I have to say I didn't touch it for for a really, really long time. Yeah, I, I played with Gmaven way back when I was writing the yeah. the the Making Java Groovy book. But I mean Gmaven Plus wasn't even available at that point. And of course a lot of things have changed since then. If I had to do Groovy with Maven, I would certainly look at that at that uh, library that they put together, the Keegan's put together. Uh, mm -hmm. speaking of libraries and frameworks and resources there is now a repository called Awesome Groovy. This was done by, let's see, where's the author's name? Uh, it's okay. So he just has his uh, username, K-D-A-B-I-R. Let me see if I open that in a new tab, if I can find out his actual name. Uh, Kunal Dabir, if I'm mm -hmm. pronouncing it correctly. Yep. Uh, Kunal, yeah. And he's in Pune, you know, in India to get a series, a what do you call it, a curated list of awesome Groovy libraries, frameworks, and resources inspired by many of the other awesome star repositories. And he's got a collection at groovy.zeef.com as well. I'm not sure why, but there's tons of them there. The only downside to this whole thing, and this is something we're going we're gonna to have to fix, is that uh, <laughs> we're not mentioned, you know, nothing about the Groovy podcast in the staying up to date section. That, that would be nice. Yeah, and, and, and I think that the good news about those awesome lists is that you just fire up and, and pull requests and they're pretty, pretty much inclusive because the more the merrier. Yeah, and you just, they have he has a script, you know, an awesome .groovy script, which allows you to go ahead and find out what repositories are there and what you know what are the available libraries and all this stuff. Uh, looks like a nice centralized location, and I think all we have to do is one of us needs to fork the repo and send him a pull request to say, by the way, uh, I, I'm I understand why you're not aware of this, but there is this thing called the Groovy pod. Uh, yep. Yeah. So I guess uh, I guess I will. If he would be exclude us, yep. like, you know, okay. probably not. Uh, I don't think we've done anything that he'd be unhappy about. Uh, not That's yet. I mean, we'll watch and see. But yeah, for now, I think we're good. Certainly worth mentioning. Uh, speaking of blog posts, Guillaume LaForge himself did a blog post about the 10-year anniversary of Google App Engine. And of course, shortly after Google App Engine was released with the Java little whitelist, you know, that was one of those first situations where they didn't implement an entire version of Java, just implemented parts of it. And yet he created Gaelic, G-A-E-L-Y-K, the the library that allowed you to deploy a Groovy script onto Google App Engine, GAE for Google App Engine, of course. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Guillaume works for Google. I'm sure you can use, you know, Groovy on any of their uh, App Engine-related products now. The, yes. What is it called? Google Cloud Provider or something like that? They have their own cloud solution as well. Mm-hmm. I remember using that in the early days. I tried out Gaelic a few times. I didn't do anything beyond simple programs, but just to demonstrate it worked. Uh, that was kind of fun. Uh, then they lowered the usage limits to make the free tier so low, I, I didn't want to do it anymore. 
Um, yeah, but I actually I actually tried it um, not very long time ago, maybe a year ago. Mm -hmm. So when we did um, this um, talk about um, extending um, the Amazon Alexa and Google uh, Google Home, Google Assistant, actually. Um, I tried to. I wanted to use Groovy for writing um, those Google Google Actions. Actually, did so. The backend of my Google Action was um, a Groovy script running with Gaelic on Google App Engine, and it it works. As another library that's uh, I'd never heard of that just suddenly came out. There's a library called H2GIS, which is basically GIS, graphical information services, you know, geographic extensions to, of all things, the H2 database. You know, I had no idea that H2 was used for anything other than testing, but there is a GitHub repository, uh, Orbis GIS or whatever, GIS, that does you know, these H2 GIS extensions to H2, and they very recently released a blog post where they showed how to use Groovy with that, you know, to how to write Groovy scripts and why you would and what you would use it for and everything. Uh, looks very impressive, actually. Yep, yep, this good news. Uh, by the way, just, you know, the, the benefits of trying to publicize our podcast and pushing it into various uh, awesome lists, I just discovered that our website is down. Our and, website? Uh, yes. Um, so oh, yeah. I would say it's probably down for a year now, and no one just tried to ever browse to it. You mean the nofluffjuststuff.com slash yes. Groovy Podcast? Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. I will send an email to Ben at nofluffjuststuff and ask him about that. I, I remember trying it a while ago, and it was up. So, But a while ago was not recent so yeah I'll but re you realize that since you tried it and now no one ever tried to to go to this website and the only reason i did now is just i needed the link for the awesome groovy list yeah let's uh let's not that's too depressing to think about so yeah we'll no you know those are the the downsides of being popular yeah right uh-huh except that <laughs> at least the youtube videos are always there and the Podbean account is there, which means those people who subscribe to the podcast on, well, we used to call it an RSS feed, or anybody that's actually using a, a podcast reader uh, should yeah. still be getting all of our podcasts. It was yeah, just no, nice to have I guess, I, I guess our website wasn't that useful. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can take care of that. Sigh, you know, too bad. Uh, but at any rate, that H2GIS one uh, looks to be very promising. I actually got to uh, be a reviewer on a GIS book years ago by Scott Davis, talking nice. about the open open source tools for GIS. And that's when I learned that they have a term for people like me, the people whose GIS experience is using Google Maps. Uh, they, they say that we have red dot fever, <laughs> you know, just putting red <laughs> dots on a Google map. That's all it was. Um, it's an it's an amazingly deep um, field, you know. Lots of things to learn and know about that. Uh, ArcGIS, I think, was the definitive tool there, and it's uh, very very powerful. They had an Android API. I'm not sure if they still have that around. I used to use Gradle with that. I used to use, but of course, you always use Gradle with Android apps, you know, because that was the definitive build tool. Any rate, this H2GIS looks to be very interesting. If you happen to have an interest in Graphical and geographical information systems. Uh, what else do we have here? 
you up a little bit after the depressing news on our website. We actually have almost 450 subscribers on our YouTube channel. Seriously? Yes. I wonder how many of them have actually watched the video. I mean, oh, I guess we should, by the way, yesterday, to my surprise, I was looking at YouTube, just you know, browsing around because I, I subscribed to a bunch of things there. And uh, it turned out that YouTube suggested that I watch this episode of the Night Hacking podcast, which was, hey, our long lost Dev Nexus, you know, groovy podcast <laughs> back from February 1st. I'm like, hey, yeah. look at that. It's up. I had no idea. <laughs> so I, I probably should have just shared the link because the night hacking people were nice enough to let us use their equipment. But I was sufficiently annoyed that they hadn't even told us that it was there, that I just downloaded it and uploaded it in the Groovy Podcast account. No, I, I think it's fair enough because when people go to our, all, all 448 people expect all of our episodes to be on the channel. Right, like let's do our own statistics and all that nonsense. But at any rate, that that podcast had the interview with Andres Almire, much to his chagrin, I'm sure, uh, which talked about Griffin-related issues and and upcoming events and anything desktop-related, as well as the fact that uh, Griffin's going to be the reference implementation for one of the JCP uh, JSRs now, right? Yeah, this is uh, yeah. So go go watch this episode. The, the, there are very interesting developments on uh, Java desktop development, uh, and it includes Groovy in uh, interesting stuff. You just should watch or or listen to this episode. Yeah, always good to listen to Andres. Anyway, he also referred obliquely to that mystery person El Gruvisimo, who may certainly make an appearance at at GreatConf again. You know, if we hadn't had all those interruptions by some guy pushing coffee-related stuff, I think it would have been nice and simple. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, and and speaking about popularity, I keep trying to cheer you up. Um, <laughs> our, I look at the, at now at the download statistics at our Podbean account, and and it looks very impressive. We have around um, five hundred downloads per episode. Really on a lot of them some of them are a little bit less like 400s but solid more than a half a thousand for and you're, you're not more than a third of those right that's you know yeah no my my bot is uh, I, I don't use it that heavily okay well hey all right let's I'm, I'm happy hey i'm happy if anybody's listening and i know sergio is because he's the one who tells us if we haven't put one together for a long time so right, you know right. that if it's if we're just doing this for Sergio, that's okay with me, you know. Although we'll see. I mean, I'm sure we'll get some others. Um, okay, so I think that covered everything I had in there. We did put in a link to the latest Ruby Calamari, of course. Uh, but of course, what's coming, and this is the I added a couple links in there. Again, I don't want to dwell on it because this is going to be a huge thing when it's released. Is the Micronaut framework. Uh, I Graham, there, there's a link now uh, both to a Jack Center article on Micronaut and to I put a link to the video where Graham did his um, keynote at Greech demonstrating Micronaut. Uh, I actually got a chance. I don't know if I told you uh, when I went to the No Fluff Just Stuff event in St. Louis, I was able to go a day early and at OCI. I finally visited OCI. I actually got to go there. Oh. And Graham and Jeff were doing a talk on Micronaut. They had just a, a, an event that day. 
So I got to see it in action. You know, I got to see them actually put it through its paces and ask a bunch of questions and talk about that. They're still convinced that this is going to be complementary to things like Grails and Rat Pack, that this is going to be very useful. I mean, for example, they've written their own dependency ejection framework that uses minimal memory and minimal speed. I mean, the whole thing started up, like I say, in less than a second on the JVM and used very little memory, you know, in the in the tens of kilobytes, you know, not not megs, you know, very, very small and fast. And it, it the other thing that struck me, by the way, about Micronaut is how they have bundled into the framework things that you would normally associate with the cloud provider itself. Like they have the failover capabilities built in with some annotation. They have discovery and all into the framework. I mean, this is the stuff that when you're looking at Spring Boot, for example, you kind of ignore all that. And then when you go to the cloud provider, you worry about those yes. issues. Yes. They're bundling it right into the framework. And this is the sort of stuff they say will then be something you could adopt inside, say, Grails 4 or whatever when that comes out, or Rat Pack or what have you. Uh, again, we're, it's hard to talk about Micronaut in a serious way until the framework's actually out, you know, so we get a chance to play with it. But the video's up there now, in case you, in case any of our listeners want to watch the video and see what's coming. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. This is uh, this is very interesting. Looks promising. Interesting to see the relationship in this triangle of of frameworks in the in the groovy space. Um, I I think that Micronaut is kind of the answer of Grails to Redpack. Right, because the red pack kind of positions itself being more lightweight than Grails. So here is one which is even more lightweight than red pack. And uh, and it's 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 interesting. I would have thought that, except that they insist, and again, I, I don't really know, but they insist that rat that rat pack is and uh, micronaut are compatible rather than competitive, you know? And we're gonna have to talk to somebody in the rat pack. Yes, yes. I would I would love to hear their take on that because yeah, well, it may be an excuse to to get Dan Woods back on the podcast again because it's been too long uh, since oh, yeah. we talked to oh, him. Yeah. Uh, but we may wait until the actual release happens. I I wonder if it'll be out in time for Great Conf. We'll know soon enough, I suppose. Uh, so at any rate, that's um, everything. I think that's everything I had in the show notes as uh, events that were going on. Uh, by the way, uh, you have your do you want to say anything about the developer advocate job that you're advertising for? Yeah, so so I'm I'm still looking to expand our developer relations team in here in JFrog, and that's as you already know by now the best job ever because <laughs> I get to do this podcasting with uh, with Ken Cousin among other things, and uh, it's uh, yeah it's uh, it's great to work with developers and help them solve their problems. Uh, so we're still hiring. Take a look at join.jeffrog.com and let me know. And uh, OCI, I believe, is still hiring as well. I don't have an actual post, you know, to point to a job. Oh, they, they always hire. They always hire. Yeah. I mean, but it's just such a contrast from the way Pivotal handled it. Remember, the Pivotal had three Groovy developers and three Grails developers. And, yeah. And OCI already has 14, and they're still hiring, you know? Exactly. So exactly. Um, we wish them all the best, of course. 
anything else in here? Well, uh, Great Conf in the, in the U.S. is July 25th through 27th. Uh, I missed the submission deadline, but I contacted the powers that be, and I, I, I do believe I will get to go and, and say something there. Uh, will you be at, at that one? I mean, you may not know yet. Uh, no, I still don't know. Yeah, so, but we're looking, I always look forward to that one. I was really sad to miss it last year. So this yeah, year, I'm gonna yeah, no, I, I really hope I will be able to go because that's like, it's great, you know, doing crazy stuff. Then Woods there, it's, it's great. Uh, that's a bug and a feature, I suppose, you know, on that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, we again. We even though the website's down, we have to thank No Fluff Just Stuff for at least trying to host. <laughs> trying to host. Yeah, we'll that will be back soon. Of course, you know, thanks to the Groovy Calamari, uh, the Grails Diary's been pretty dormant for a while, but hopefully that will come back at some point. And I think that's everything. Do you have anything yeah, else that, that you wanted no, to bring I up? No, I think I think that's it. It's been like a good, also good length of the episode. We've been on. On air, like what for 40 minutes by now, something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, we, okay, we, well, um, we will talk soon. Um, I've got something scheduled that I hope to release uh, further within a week or so. So, there, you know, if Sergio's thinking this is it for another couple of months, no, 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 we're gonna have more coming. You can obviously tell I have a week at home, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you deliver, yep. yeah. And we will talk again as, as soon as we can fit it into our schedules, whenever that is. Yep, yep, we will. We will, and and again, we will try to get um, Dr. Paul King as soon as possible to record the official uh, the official reaction for a, our episode on Devox Friends. Yep. Yeah, I would absolutely love that. So if he, by some chance, does listen to this, he'll know we're looking for him, and then he can go hide, I suppose. But we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I would try to find him in different through different channels. Eventually, he will fall into our hands, and there is no escape from there. There is no escape, right? Okay. Well, you take care. Nice talking to you. Yeah, it was great. Thank you very much, and um, we'll talk soon. Bye bye. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.